with the recent arrests by the Hawks of suspects implicated in corruption and public tender fraud, we all wait with bated breath to see what will happen in the prosecution of these matters. The legal representatives of these accused persons will no doubt try all sorts of legal tactics to avoid their clients being prosecuted. With us today is Albert Swat, a director at Strauss Daily Attorneys, who'll be discussing a recent Supreme Court of Appeal case that dealt with an application for a permanent stay of a criminal prosecution. Good morning, Albert. Welcome back and thank you for your time. Good morning, T and listeners. Thank you for having me again. I will be discussing the judgment in Director of Public Prosecutions, Northern Cape versus Ashley Mark Brooks and 12 others. The judgment was delivered by the SCA on the 2nd of July 2020. Albert, what was taken on appeal by the Director of Public Prosecutions for the Northern Cape in this matter? The appeal was against an order by Judge Defoe in the High Court Kimberley that the prosecution against the 13 accused persons in this matter, instituted by the Director of Public Prosecutions, be permanently stayed. To clarify, a stay of prosecution in criminal proceedings is a ruling by a court whereby the prosecution of an accused person for whatever crime sees and stop permanently. The main question in this appeal was whether the order by the judge in the High Court was correctly granted in accordance with the applicable legal principles. For the sake of our listeners, can you please share the background facts of this appeal? The 13 accused persons had all been engaged in one way or another with the diamond industry. During February 2012, the Hawks in the Northern Cape had commenced a covert operation to investigate allegations of contravention of the Diamonds Act. During the investigation, an agent was used to purchase unpolished diamonds from a number of identified targets. This phase of the operation had been conducted over a period of approximately 12 months, terminating in February 2013. In the second phase of the operation, which spanned a further 12 months, an agent had sold state-owned diamonds to identified targets. The value of these transactions were 28 million rands. The operation was undertaken with the necessary authorization from the DPP in terms of Section 252A of the Criminal Procedure Act to use traps or undercover operatives as an investigative tool to secure admissible evidence against an accused person. The operation was completed in February 2014. During August 2014, the accused persons were arrested and charged. All the accused persons were released on bail after having appeared in the Magistrates Court in Kimberley, whereafter the matter was postponed to 13 October 2014. 
For various reasons, the trial in the High Court was postponed on a number of occasions until it commenced for the first time on 10 August 2016. However, the trial was part heard and not finalised when the matter was again postponed. When the trial eventually reconvened on the 31st of July 2018, the 13 accused persons brought an application for the recusal of the trial judge for reasons which is not really relevant for our discussion purposes. The trial judge obliged and duly recused herself. The recusal by the trial judge resulted in all the proceedings before her were nullified. At the time of her recusal, the trial within a trial relating to the admissibility of video and audio material of the entrapment had remained incomplete. The evidence of a state witness had been incomplete and another state witness was yet to testify. The application for the stay of prosecution had followed just two weeks after the recusal of the trial judge. What was the main ground for the stay of prosecution and what right was it based on? The 13 accused persons relied on an alleged infringement upon their right to a fair trial and the right to have their trial commence and concluded without unreasonable delay. They blamed the state for the delays. The accused persons approached the SCA in terms of Section 38 of the Constitution, which provides that anyone listed in this section has the right to approach a competent court alleging that a right in the Bill of Rights has been infringed or threatened and that the court may grant appropriate relief, including a declaration of rights. The right contained in the Bill of Rights, which they asserted, is set out in Section 35, Subsection 3D of the Constitution, which provides that Every accused person has the right to a fair trial, which includes the right to have their trial begin and conclude without unreasonable delay. Based on what you've just said, what were the most important factors the SCA had to consider in this matter? The nature of the offences the accused persons had to face was a factor the court had to consider. In this regard, the court noted that the charges against the accused persons included racketeering, corruption and illegal dealing in uncut diamonds are serious offences that may attract a sentence of life imprisonment. The length of the delay and the reasons given therefore were other factors the court had to consider. The court found after considering all the reasons advanced for the delay that, although a substantial period of time may have lapsed, it was predominantly attributable to one or more of the accused persons, the illness of witnesses, or in some instances, systemic difficulties, such as the long leave of the presiding judge 
and the demands of the court role. The prejudice, actual or potential, to the accused persons was another factor the court had to consider. In this regard, the court noted that the trial prejudice, which the accused persons were required to establish, related to prejudice in a new trial and found the assertions of the accused persons were purely speculative in nature and no facts were alleged to support the conclusion. What was the Supreme Court of Appeal's final analysis when it exercised a value judgment in assessing the reasonableness of the delay? After due consideration of the nature of the offences and issue, the delays in the course of the prosecution, the circumstances which gave rise to the recusal, as well as the prejudice occasioned to the accused persons, the SEA did not consider that the delay in the context of this case can be said to be unreasonable, nor did the accused persons show actual trial prejudice if the trial was to commence de novo. The SCA also found that this case was not so extraordinary that a stay of prosecution was the only appropriate remedy. However, objectively, the delay had been substantial even though it was not due to the misconduct of the state. So the SCA found. So Albert, in conclusion, what was the order granted by the SCA? The appeal against an order of Judge Defoe in the High Court Kimberley that the prosecution against the 13 accused persons in this matter instituted by the Director of Public Prosecutions be permanently stayed was upheld. The order of the High Court was set aside and replaced with the following order. The application is dismissed. On behalf of the listeners who I'm sure enjoy these case discussions and from the team at Chat Sapphire, I must admit these cases are fascinating and we appreciate your time in bringing us these insights and explanations. Listeners, as always, please send your questions to us. It's so easy to reach us by just pressing the WhatsApp button at the top of our Facebook page. Our legal experts would love to hear from you. Thank you, Albert. Take care. Thank you, T and listeners. Be legal wise, stay safe, and until next time, goodbye.